and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. Last one for this week. Uh, unless the world comes to an end and then we'll be uh, here to talk about it. Always. <laughs> that's, what, uh, that's what we do. All right. Here's my list today. I'm ready. Freedom. Freedom. We don't need no stinking freedom. Um, what's killing the Dems? Don's video scam. And or the Confederate superhero movie scam oh, <laughs> uh, meltdown donnie's hump day or maybe the brits ought to be using indeed.com or linkedin to find their next prime minister that's where we want to start 44 days is all it took for the british prime minister i don't know if her name is tussie robitussin or tuss the fuck get out of here she didn't last very long i believe they're calling it four scaramucci's as uh, this young lady resigns uh being prime minister of great britain it's it's all over yeah the one that's not true it's five scaramucci's five scaramucci's and so i mean the sad thing about this is this is the last person who ever had to go to the queen and ask the the last queen anyway and ask for permission to form a government which is what you do when you are when you gain this position right right yeah she's the uh the bridge and so she told the queen that she was the prime minister. Now she's telling the king yeah. that she is out. Now, uh, to be serious for 10 seconds, this is a terrible state of affairs for Britain. Uh, on the other hand, you fucking did Brexit. This is oh. the end product of that bullshit. Thank it's you. True. It's true. Um, now, back to Brad and Brit. Uh, 45 days. I look at it this way. That's way longer than the Greg Allman share marriage. That was only, I believe nine days. Oh, wow. We're still going there. Yep. Uh, we have William Henry Harrison. Remember William Henry Harrison died after 31 days, United States president, but of course he had pneumonia. I mean, he, he wasn't drummed out of office or, or, uh, or repealed or, or, or anything of that sort. Repealed by God. Let's see. Emperors. Michael II of Russia. You all remember him. Sure. Wait, I remember Michael I, not the second. Yeah, the first one was good. The sequel sucked. He had an 18-hour czarship, emperorship, in March of uh, 1917, which, as you know, 1917 was, of course, the year of the Russian Revolution and, of course, the first plague of the United States, the first pandemic. No, I'm sorry, that was 1918. Spanish flu. Yeah, Spanish flu. Um, 20 minutes. Whoa. Yeah. King Louis the 19th. Yeah. 1830, right after his father did the same. So, so you know, come to think of it, she had kind of a long tenure there. Let's, let's be fair. <laughs> um, I have, we have a couple of people. Uh, in Europe who listened to our, our wrestling podcast. And one of them is actually in Great Britain. And he kept, I would see him on Twitter making these jokes about, oh, she's going to resign. She's quitting. And I was like, ah, oh, posh. He's just being hyperbolic. And then, 
Because <laughs> I wasn't, I don't necessarily pay attention to daily, you know, British politics. And then the next thing you know, bye-bye. She's gone. It's out of here. Done. So who are you betting on this weekend so I can go the other way and win money? Well, I did very well last week, by the way. I did extremely well. I had Cincinnati covering over New Orleans, had money line on uh, Seattle, had money line on Atlanta. I did, I did pretty well last weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know what I noticed today when this story um, broke about mid-morning on Thursday? Um, I went over to the BBC channel that we all get, the World Service, whatever it is, because uh, I'm just guessing they might have more of a uh, you might. More, more of an insight into what's going on there. Yeah. And uh, I noticed. A visual characteristic of the BBC that the cable networks in the United States would be well served to emulate. All right. One of the most irritating things, not necessarily from a content standpoint, but it is, but this is not about the content. When they put the banner up on the bottom of the screen, doesn't matter which of the three main news channels it is, or even some of the, the wannabes that you can only get on Roku, okay, like Newsmax. When they put the banner at the bottom of the screen, it blocks out that bottom, uh, say, fifth or sixth of the screen. It's a it's whatever color it is, and then there's writing in there. For some reason, on the BBC, at the bottom of the screen, there will be a box, an outline of a, of a long rectangle that is totally transparent. It doesn't block anything. And then there's just the writing, which is just as visible as it is. Nor and it's so elegant. It's so purposeful. It's so unobtrusive as compared to the United States-based cable channels who feel they have to blot shit out. So that very often, right? How many times have you seen someone who's an anchor? Take it down. We got to see the whole picture. They, they do it all the time. Take it down. Take take the banner down. We can't see the bottom of the screen, right? Because Tear down this wall. Right. Sometimes what's on the screen is not complete. Yeah. The Unless you can see the whole thing. But on the BBC, they never have that problem. It, it's just not going to happen. Good news, it's just one uh, of those things I notice, and I know it means nothing. No, no one else notices it. No one gives a shit. Nobody gives a that's, shit. That's, that's, that's nobody a, that's cares. A that's a solid this one. Is what, Brit, this is why we're here. We care about shit that nobody that's, else does, just, and we just, don't care about shit that everybody else does. That's true. Hence <laughs> <laughs> the trajectory of our careers. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, so this woman, if, if, good news, though, for Great Britain. Something similar happened in baseball. Joe Girardi fired as manager of the Phillies before June the 1st, and the Phillies are now on the verge of going to the World Series. You can turn it around. You just fired your manager. You can go all the way now. Uh, I, I haven't read anything for the last few hours. Did I see the name Boris Johnson yeah, yeah. suddenly? Uh, you know, it reminds me of those billboards that go up after the presidency every four years. You know, as, as soon as uh, Obama became president, there were Bush billboards. Miss me yet? Right, and, and so maybe Boris Johnson had those billboards all over Britain r ready to go, but he didn't even have time to put them up. Um, 
because and I don't know how it works. That uh, I guess it, they're either going to have a a regular election with both parties, the Labor Party and, and the Conservative, or the Conservatives get to continue on it. And I just don't know parliamentary no. um, government there. So something's going to happen. They they say they're going to have something by next Friday. We'll see. I don't know. But I'm but it's just not the, uh... it's not good for stability. None oh, of this no. shit is good oh. for world stability. I understand that the economy of britain overall is is uh, no larger than, than that of uh you know metro atlanta or something like that it probably isn't but it doesn't that's not the point that's i'm looking the, right now on the DraftKings app and i don't see anything for prime minister i don't see any bets that you can make on prime minister you have to look at ladbroke the uh, irish you know, they got to put it on we got to start getting with it over here on FanDuel and DraftKings and you know, I, I Caesars think, and MGM we, we got to start I don't think that. they do I don't think any of them do Well they need to um, they, need, they need to fucking start they need to fucking start right now cuz this would be a great yeah, one to yeah. put money on That that's just what we need That's that's what needs to happen right now That that's just what we need in fact did you see that piece yesterday I can't remember where so maybe it's a it's a long piece in the New Yorker so you probably didn't see it that's way above your pay grade Oh yeah you know it yeah, if it's not fucking wrestling monthly, you don't read it. Right? <laughs> no, yeah, I just want to see naked guys rolling all over each other in the ring. No, but but uh, the the amount of money Americans spend just on lotteries, not yeah. not gambling, like you know betting uh, uh, games and, and and all that. The amount of money spent on lotteries is more money than is spent on movies, television, blah, 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 every bit of entertainment ever, everything ever is dwarfed by the amount of money Americans spend on lotteries. I don't know what that means, except, again, we've got a lot of stupid people. A lot of stupid people. Yeah. I'm yeah. taking uh, Rishi Sunak, whoever that is, to be the next prime minister, and also LeBron James under five three-pointers tonight. I'm going to parlay them. So <laughs> we'll just see how that works tonight. <laughs> All right. Uh, freedom, freedom. We don't need no stinking freedom. Uh, what's killing the Dems? Don's video phone scam and the Confederate superhero movie scam mm -hmm. and uh, Meltdown Donnie's Hump Day. Meltdown. Oh, let me do uh, Freedom. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose, Brad. Yeah. We uh, we alluded to this on the previous Brad and Britcast, but apparently this is a, a, a real thing. When you start to uh, dig into uh, what's going on here, because as you know, we as Americans, we don't have what we call a long attention span. We can get pretty excited over something very, very quickly. It could be the most important thing ever in the history of the world. And the next thing comes along and whatever it is we were excited about, we allow it to recede into the past back in May. All the way back in May of 2022, what is that, uh, four months ago, five months ago, 55% uh -huh. uh, of Americans polled were extremely or very concerned about a Ukrainian defeat. Very important. 55%. What do you think that number is now? Still concerned or very concerned? It was 55 in May. What do you think it is now? 32. Almost that bad, 38. Jesus, God. Not much better. But that's down 17 points. 26%, a quarter, say they're not concerned or not 
concerned in the least about Russia defeating Ukraine. They just don't give a shit. Um, it was only 16% back in May. So more people don't care if Russia wins, and a lot more people don't care if the Ukrainians lose. They kind of would go together, you would think, and that makes sense. 34% are somewhat concerned compared to 28% who said so in May. This is Pew Research, 1,588 adults. So you can't even say oh, it's too small of a sample. It's an incompetent poll. This is the real deal. And they uh, conducted that survey before, before Putin started uh, grabbing people off the streets and started the latest complete obliteration bombing campaign of schools and homes and movie theaters and hospitals and physical infrastructure, knocking out the electrical grid. So this was before that. I'm not sure whether that would change right now, but we'll work with, with what we had. But this is my point here. Uh, the Republican Party, which for the most part, and I guess we have to separate Republican politicians and Republican people. Uh Um, For the most part, they were sort of together at the beginning of the war and uh, allowed President Biden and voted to spend the money to support Ukraine in its fight for freedom against the illegal invasion by Russia. It didn't seem like much of a discussion. It was a no-brainer. Because this was the vanguard of free. This is where it is. These are Ukrainians fighting the fight that Americans apparently don't want to fight. Apparently. Right? I mean, it, it seems like a no-brainer, but apparently it is a brainer. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're spending money along with the Europeans, but I'm sure we're spending more than they are. This is how it always works. Um, But you can just see what the Russian strategy is right now. They're headed into winter there, and if they can get enough Ukrainians to uh, be freezing their asses off and have no water to drink and no food to eat, Putin's strategy is that the Ukrainians are going to just give up. They're going to pressure Zelensky to just give in. And, of course, that's probably the dumbest strategy in the history of strategies. What is it going to take, Putin, for you to learn that the more you do this shit, the more they dig in, the, the more it becomes impossible for anyone to ever sit down and negotiate anything with you, Putin. Zelensky has said so. He said he's ready to negotiate with the Russian president that follows you, the next one. Um, And it's not going to break them. You're not going to break the Ukrainian people. They're that good. They're that committed. They're that pissed at Russia and, and Putin. So he's, I think he's making a wrong bet here. I think he's making a wrong bet. Yeah. However, with that said, we have a Republican Party now that is looking at polling like this and saying, you know what? There's an opening here. 
there's an opening for us to demagogue this. Pretty surprising, isn't it, Britt? Mm-hmm. That all we have to do is say, why are we spending money over there when we should be spending it over here? Which, of course, goes against the idea that we should be spending anything here because Republicans don't want to spend anything here, except that they do, and that they spend just as much or more than Democrats when they're in office or in control. But we'll put that aside for a second because this is demagoguery. This is lying. This is opportunistic bullshit. This is what Republicans specialize in. Oh, it's and always they, it's always it's always a fraudulent argument. Well, we need to help veterans here until we help the veterans here. Why are we spending money on missiles over uh, blah, 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 until we fix the bridges and blah, blah. it's always a false dichotomy, a false argument they give every time. Right. Now, and, and I'm old enough to remember. <clears throat> you always know something's good when somebody says that this will be good. I'm old enough to remember when the uh, old Soviet Union uh, marched in and took control of a whole bunch of countries in Eastern Europe after World War II. Mm-hmm. A lot, many of them are now free, free as a bird, friendly with NATO, members of NATO, on our side. But those ones that are right on the border with Russia, right there, is a little bit more problematic. Uh, there's a little bit more of an uh, ethnic crossover effect and putin has made this bet that uh, ukraine can be bullied and steamrolled into giving up and giving in to the idea that ukraine is not a real country anyway that they're just imagining it and that they're really all just russians in in disguise how's that working how's that strategy paying off right now um, he, he's not really a good salesman on this no, one. Not, not when, when your sale has to come at, at the uh, barrel of a gun. <laughs> how, how is Vladimir Putin at capturing hearts and minds? Yeah, <laughs> perfect. That's the perfect question. You know, Britt, I'm going to have to think about that one. <laughs> if I may go back to my Iraq era bullshit, how are the hearts and minds coming along? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we, we did allude to this, but it's worth bringing back up again here. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, here's the quote. Yeah. And he thinks the time is on his side. I think people are going to be sitting in a recession and they're not going to want to write a blank check to Ukraine. They just won't do it. So that's the Kevin McCarthy bet that we're going to uh, give up on supporting the Ukrainian government and the Ukrainian people in their fight to fend that's, off. That's a bullshit Russia. straw man. That's a bullshit straw man. I can't let that go by. Nobody has said unlimited funds, whatever it takes. No one has said that. Uh, well, uh, it, Brit, does that matter that you are so factually correct? <laughs> because we're dealing in political bullshit speech and political bullshit speech is about poking you and getting an emotional reaction out of you. And, and uh, those people that get interviewed in diners, if they are posed the question, uh, we have $20 billion. What should we do with that 20 billion? Should it go to buy weaponry and uh, support for the Ukrainian people to help build their infrastructure back from scratch, which has been obliterated in, in much of the country? 
or should we spend it here on more police to keep our streets safe and keep crime away from your neighborhood? That's how the, that, that's what they're going to yeah. do, Britt. That's what yeah. they are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a, ser- a zero sum game. Yes. Again, this is, this is what we've always. Right. No, you're right. That's exactly how they, they would pose it. Right. Um, but as long as gas is three fifty, four dollars, five dollars a gallon, we cannot think about supporting the Ukrainian cause. Okay, uh, now, it's just I'll too much. Your, I can't, can't do it. I'll take your bet. You're going to regret. What is the price of gas got to be before we can consider supporting the Ukrainians? Would it be three forty nine, three thirty six, three twenty three? 297 i mean again it's a stupid it's a stupid argument this is where you're so ignorant you know it's 196 196 we will open discussions on helping the ukrainian the uh, inside baseball is that apparently um by the biden administration they think that mccarthy could fold on ukrainian aid and apparently the ace in the hole is mitch mcconnell that's right mitch mcconnell less of an asshole on this issue anyway than kevin mccarthy That's well, what they think will happen. But again, well, well that's because that's just that's just the way it is. And the game yeah, of chicken benefits who Vladimir Putin. He loves it. Again, the, the yeah. Republican Party doing a bang up job of carrying water for Vladimir Putin right now. Yeah, uh, that that's what it is. And uh, when you've got the the uh, complete far right wacko caucus of the Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene, just ready to sell out Ukraine, you know, at the at the at the drop of a uh, of a swastika. Um, you see what I did there? Drop of a swastika. Uh, it's cute. It's 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 a not very pleasant uh, idea. Uh, but by the way, the minute that support were to dry up enough to allow what would ever be considered to be a Russian victory which i guess would be either complete control of ukraine a hundred percent because they don't have the means to fight anymore um joe biden will get blamed by the republicans who cut off the support for it right mm-hmm. it'll be his fault if this happened you know, and this is not going to be a 15-year war it's not going to be that long so I'm just, I just wonder, like, I, I just wonder, like, back in when, when the Soviet Union was was rocking through Europe after the war, like you were talking about, if somebody went up and they said to Truman, how dare this guy do a Berlin airlift when we have people starving here at home? I'm sure that happened. I'm sure you can find that somewhere. I'm sure in history, that was. Right? I'm sure yeah. it was. It, it's there was some probably. Republican dickhead who was against Harry Truman. And said, Why are we giving gum to children in Germany when children are starving here? Uh, and I, I want to make sure that we realize that this is not the beginning of the Vietnam War for us again. Okay, uh, this is not, say, an extension that occurred through the 1960s, following the death of John F. Kennedy, and then the escalation under Lyndon Johnson in Vietnam. This is not an escalation of uh, John F. Kennedy's famous will. Uh, pay any price, bear any burden to, you know, to fight communism kind of thing. This is not that at all. This is not that at all. This is a whole, 
whole different thing. And uh, it's, it is amazing to see the tables turned here and to see the Democratic Party being one essentially uh, ready to defend freedom uh, wherever it's under threat and the Republican Party ready to go full isolationist again. Uh, what ha- did that happen in the 1930s? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What was the result of that? Right, right. I mean, uh, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, not a perfect man, had to do, how should we say it, a lot of spade work yeah. to get the country to the point where, you know, we were war ready and war prepared by 1941, uh, as, as we saw what was uh, happening in Europe, or as Winston Churchill said, the gathering storm. Um, if this isn't a gathering storm in Europe right now, and by the way, congratulations, Putin, you got what you wanted, at least at this level, you got a full-blown recession for the entire continent of Europe right now. I mean, they're, they're in a world of hurt and they are facing a winter, a cold, cold winter, um, because of the energy situation, which you've purposely perpetuated under the idea of restoring the old Soviet Union to its former glory, which wasn't that glorious to begin with, but I guess that's the Russian school kids were being taught when they were Soviet Union school kids back in 1966 when Vladimir Putin was uh, was in school. But uh, I, this is not where you throw in the towel. This is where you, this is where you double down. This is where, and uh, there are other countries involved in this. I know that the Israelis, the Israelis have the technology to handle these drones because they're used to handling drones um, that would come from the Gaza Strip and other places. So they know how to shoot these suckers down right? better than anybody in the world. I would like to see them get on board and uh, help the Ukrainians also. I heard uh, Ambassador William Taylor. You remember which guy he is. He's the guy that talks like this, <laughs> uh, who you see. All the time. That was his take. All right, here we go. Israeli drones, by the way, the name of the next Kanye album. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Is that wild? <laughs> All right, how about uh, Meltdown Donnie's Hump Day? Yeah, let's do that one. Oh boy, what a what a what a great couple uh, couple of days for him. Um, uh, first of all, he's lost his shit over the case involving the Steele dossier and the prosecutor, John Durham, getting his ass handed to him for the second time in the last few months uh, when a jury acquitted this guy named Igor Denchenko, who was the primary source for the Trump-Russia dossier, an embarrassing defeat for William Barr-appointed via Trump, prosecutor John Durham, who Merrick Garland kept his hands off of and said, you continue. You keep doing that investigating. You go ahead. Mm-hmm. You, you you handle this. This is what your and, crazy uncle would Willie would tell you at the family union. You just wait till this Durham thing blows up. You're going to be sorry. Yep. So and it's, it's turned into the new Benghazi. Right. Well, at least in Benghazi, as ridiculous as the attempt to pin this all on Hillary Clinton 
and uh, destroy her candidacy. That didn't work, did it? I don't know. Not at all. No, she she was president after all. Yeah, a couple terms. Uh, um, at least something actually did happen and that yeah. they were talking about. In this case, this this was a a a, a true uh, nothing sandwich all the way. Here's Trump's comments: the disgraceful judicial system was on full display yet again with the Danchenko verdict. Durham could not get a fair shake in the swamp, of course the word swamp has to be capitalized, of biased and partisan juries where you are told that no Republican-based or supported case can be won no matter how good it is. And judges that are so biased, unfair, and angry that it's literally dangerous to be in court. I was told by many. Okay, there's a, right there. Pull that phrase out. Yeah. That, is that classic Trump? Well, I was the, told by many. Tell me what that Fox, means, Brent. What, what does the, that really mean? That's the Fox News some people say. That's the classic. It's just you, you pulled it out of your ass. Nobody said it. Nobody said anything about it. Some that's people the, say. Yeah. Uh, many told me that Durham's case was a great one, but he has zero chance of winning in, quote, that court. Sorry, Justice Roberts. But so true. Ah, sorry about that, Donnie. But that wait, there there's more. There there is more fun here um, for, for for Trump. And this is a new one. I had not heard of this one. There was going to be allegedly funded and produced a Confederacy promoting right wing superhero movie. Get your arms around that phrase for a minute. A confederacy-promoting right-wing superhero movie, and it's never going to happen. It has ended in disaster. A million dollars in funders' money has gone missing. It was going to be called Rebels Run. It was based on a comic book character created by a blogger, a right-wing blogger named Vox Day, V-O-X-D-A-Y, that featured a hero named Rebel. This must be a woman named Rebel, who is sometimes depicted in a, ready, a Confederate flag bustier, mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, Wonder Woman, right? something mm-hmm. like that, and who fights against, listen closely, a global police force hunting down free-thinking conservatives. The film's troubles started when this blogger guy, named Vox Day, whose actual name is Theodore Beale, decided to use a company in Utah called Ohana Capital Financial to hold the million dollars that he had raised in donations for the movie in escrow. This sounds like the Steve Bannon raised money to build the wall bullshit, doesn't it? It's never going to happen. Very much so. Very much so. The blogger Beale went with the Ohana company because it was a rare financial institution that would do business with him, given his long history of unabashed racism and sexism. Apparently, though, the Ohana outfit appears to have been a sham institution set up by a con artist. So a con artist tricked a bullshit artist out of a million dollars to make a movie about a Confederate female superhero. There's a picture of her. I've got the picture of her on the screen. She kind of, the skin tone is interesting. I don't know if that was a conscious choice or if somebody kind of messed up on the palette, but yeah, that's a, 
If you're watching, that's what she looks like with her sidekick or something. I had so much hope for this one. I know, right? <laughs> it's so weird that you could you could watch it as a double feature with Black Adam. It'd be great to watch those back to back, wouldn't it? Mm. Mm. <laughs> that was going to be the one. That was going to be it. That was when gonna... she uh, when she puts the rope around you, unlike Wonder Woman. You have to admit that the uh, the, the Civil War was started because of slavery. And so that's what happens when she puts the uh, the, the magic golden lasso around you. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew that that one wasn't going to work? I, I'm and I'm I'm surprised she didn't get the funding from Deutsche Bank. I thought the Deutsche Bank would people would step in. They're always good for this shit, aren't they? Yep. All right. So here's here's Don's other heartache from yesterday. Yeah. Lawyers for investors who claim that they were defrauded by Donald Trump more than a decade ago finally got a chance to depose him about his marketing of a failed video phone venture called, what the fuck was it called? It didn't even have a name. It was something that he was pitching on Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, good. The deposition, this is not the one that he did this week for E. Jean Carroll. This was earlier this month. Nobody has been reporting on this one. Right. But now it's out there. Um, A New York judge had ordered the Trump sit for questions in the video phone case by the end of October. The planned testimony date was derailed by Hurricane Ian. And uh, the exact day of the deposition wasn't made public, but apparently he's already done this one. Here's the story. Trump, his company, and his three oldest children, Mo, Larry, and Curly. That's not right. How dare you? Yeah. They were sued in 2018 by four investors who claimed they were duped by Trump's promotions into paying thousands of dollars to become independent sellers with something called the ACN Opportunity LLC, which sold a doomed video phone device that Trump touted as the next big thing. What has he not touted as the next big thing? Can you recall anything that wasn't the next big thing? No, the the steaks, the water, the university, the vodka, the wine, everything. So remember, this this is 2008. The first iPhone was, I think, in 2007. Is that right? I think that's right, because they just did the 15th anniversary. I think that's correct. Yeah, okay. So Trump is pitching this, this bullshit, gigantic, video phone monster just after the the iphone makes smartphones what we know them to be today and of course this product was obsolete before it ever got out the door so the pitch was that the fans could make easy money selling the video phones without any of the risks this is a quote that most entrepreneurs have to take that's right brit you can make lots of money risk free with donald trump Sure. What do you have to lose? According to the suit, the Trumps lied about their faith in its products and also failed to disclose that they were being paid to promote the company. Trump himself also starred in promotional videos. Oh, we got to see these. We got to see these. Got to be awake somewhere. It's got to be on YouTube or somewhere. In-person events for the company. Because, you know, we, we've... Remember that uh, that video that, that he cut that we, we've seen over the years, which which one was that for? Was that for, you know, for Trump University, the Trump University videos. Okay. Remember those? Yeah. Yeah. 
So there's got to be something equivalent to that um, for for this thing that he's getting nailed for. I, it's hard to tell how good of a case that they have because I'm sure his defense will be, well, first of all, I didn't make the product, and two, I didn't know that it yeah. was, you know, it'll be the usual bullshit. Because you got to be careful about things, saying things that you don't know and when you didn't know them because that turned into a little bit of a problem for him yesterday as a federal judge hinted that a signed statement from Trump actually contained information that he knew to be false, Brad. And, uh, Britt, I saw this story and started reading about it, mm-hmm. and uh, clearly this is, uh, this is very problematic. Problematic. Very problematic. One of my yep. favorite words. And none of us, uh, you, neither you nor I went to law school. I, I didn't take the LSAT. Did you ever take the LSAT? I did. Actually, I did. You did well on it? I did very mediocre on it. Very I, the, mediocre. <laughs> well, I, I did so mediocre that if I wanted to go to law school, it would have had to have been at a, a, a second or third tier mm-hmm. law school. And I decided that uh, broadcasting was a much higher calling than oh, yeah. law school. So it worked out. So I, I think that when you give false statements under oath, I think that's known as perjury. Am I right about that, or is that is that incorrect? Yeah. Now, uh, you can read, and you've probably heard about this story, that uh, the judge out in California basically is just calling bullshit on Trump. You, this just adds to the weight of the evidence that everything he was saying, everything he was saying, not only was false, but he knew it was false. It was absolutely 100% positive bullshit that he was putting out there when he knew the truth. But the Daily Mail, the largest news site in the world, shockingly, most viewed, put it this way. And you'll know what I'm doing when I read this here. There's the the uh, visual for you right on the screen as you're reading it. Clinton appointed California federal judge declares Trump lied in an election lawsuit. All right, let's stop there. <laughs> now, you, you and I often point out in particular situations who appointed a federal judge mm-hmm. when they make a decision like this, because sometimes it seems to match up politically with yeah. that president. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes right. it doesn't. But. I've never, ever seen at the beginning of the reportage of a case like this that they lead with Clinton appointed California federal judge, because obviously that's designed to immediately cast doubt on the efficacy, the decency, the legitimacy of the decision because Bill Clinton appointed The judge, all right, continuing, claims he was warned by attorney that specific voter fraud numbers were wrong, but ex-president still attested to those numbers in sworn statement anyway. Of course, the two words Clinton appointed should never be in the headline unless you have something to prove, unless you know something. And I want you to think about this for a second here. This judge who's clearly in his 70s now he was appointed by bill clinton how many presidents ago is that back is that four or five back all right so the implication is that when bill clinton appointed a federal judge back then he knew that 30 years later 
this judge would be in a position to fuck over and ignore the law and make it up as he goes along in order to punish unfairly, unconstitutionally Donald Trump. That's the implication of putting that phrase there, Clinton-appointed judge. It is disgusting. And they put a fucking picture of the guy up there. So, by the way, if you see him in your neighborhood or you see him in a restaurant, you can kill him for ruling against Donald Trump. <laughs> you can kill him. You have, in fact, Rick, you have a duty. You have a duty. Have been not killed. A, they not have a, been killed before. Not only do you have permission, you have a duty. Yeah. And this is the poisoning of the system of the judiciary of our democracy by Donald Trump, because the assumption is that everyone is as corrupt as he is. Everyone and every judicial decision, every judge that's ever been appointed by anybody who is a politician, that's what they do, cannot follow the law faithfully, even remotely. And when it comes to Donald Trump, definitely unfairly. I guess 60 in a row judges ruled unfairly against Trump a couple years ago, right after the election, right? Yeah. And it was not, it didn't matter who appointed those judges. And this brings us back, Britt, you're old enough to remember, I'm old enough to remember, when Trump appointed that Aileen Cannon down in Florida, and he found her to yeah. rule in his favor corruptly, incorrectly, illegally, I would say, in cases where we ended up with a special master that should have never been approved. So here's the Daily Mail carrying not just water for, for Trump, they're carrying an ocean for Trump by making some illusion that the president who appointed this judge, Judge Carter, some 30-plus years ago, that has anything to do with the legitimacy of this decision. In other words, a Trump-appointed judge would never have found that Donald Trump was full of shit and knew exactly what he was saying when he was lying to the country. That's the implication here. And that's what Republicans, that's what Donald Trump wants. That's what Trumpism is. It's poisoning everything. And this is it. That's my thesis. What do you think? No, I think that's... I mean, I can't really impeach anything in that argument at all. I mean, you're 100% right about that. I knew the Daily Mail was full of shit. I didn't know they were that full of shit. And, and, you know, sometimes they're not. See, they're like, you know, even this is like the Fox News where the clock is, is correct, you know, twice a day. Yeah. Every once in a while, they'll do something correct. But they do that for plausible deniability. Then they go back to what they really are. And this is what the Daily Mail really is, because sometimes they do things right, but but seldom. But they're very often in the tank for for Trump and Trumpism. I've seen it over and over again. But this is I've never seen a headline ever, not just there, but anywhere where they start off with the who appointed the judge made this decision. Uh, now, may, maybe uh, weeks from now, after we've picked it apart, right, then you put that in the headline. Because there's some proof that because Bill Clinton appointed this judge that they just can't adjudicate the law faithfully. Um, but uh, this this just burned my ass. This burned my ass when I saw it um, right after this decision. Because uh, to me, I guess this is another, the walls are closing in. 
you know, part 8,000. Right. Um, if, if, if this is all you've got to lean on, uh, that this is a, a, a Bill Clinton appointment. So, okay, so you have Clinton, Bush, Obama, Trump. So he's really five presidents back. He's five presidents back. That Bill Clinton, he really knew what he was doing back then, didn't he? He knew. <laughs> Let's, let me uh, let me finish up with this one. You know, Lindsey Graham, the senator from South Carolina, was actually in Georgia campaigning for uh, Republican Senate candidate Herschel Walker. I think I've got oh, a picture sweet. here. I think I can get, let me steal somebody else's line on this one and go ahead as we head out. It's the guy who doesn't know how many children he has being campaigned for by the guy who has no children in Georgia. That's what's happening right now. Well, maybe it should be it should be the guy who uh, doesn't know how many children that he has uh, being campaigned for by the guy who absolutely knows he has no children. <laughs> who's a hundred percent sure he has no children. There it is. Yeah, right there. Yeah, There's there the two go. of them right there. That's a that's your dream team there in Georgia. Yeah, there. There, there you go, Herschel Walker. All right. Well, we're uh, we're less than three weeks away from this from this mess. Early voting is open here. It may be uh, open where you are. So go out and do that. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. I might do that today. Not a bad idea at all. I bet you'll stroll right in and stroll right I might out. Do that today, and I'll uh, uh, if I do, or if you vote over, we, 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 let's see if there's any attempt to intimidate or stare or anything, anything. And and I'll be voting at a different place than normal huh. because Republicans shut. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> I, no, I've been, vo- I've been voting at an elementary school for, you know, yeah. for, for 20 years. And here. now you have to stay a thousand feet away from those. So that's, well, no, that, yeah. I have to stay a thousand feet away. That's right. They, they put me in a, in a porta potty and let me vote. 